Hello, this is Keith Abel, and I want to welcome you to the Prosperity Rx podcast. Today we have a very special episode. This recording was taken from a live Zoom meeting that Dr. Wallach and I had back on December 28th, where we discussed why diets fail. Because so many folks made New Year's resolutions to get healthier, including losing weight, I wanted to get this information out to as many folks as I possibly could. I hope you find this information to be timely and informative. And if so, I ask that you share this information with others. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can send me an email at keith at prosperityrx.com. That's K-E-I-T-H at prosperity, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y-R-X.com. Be sure you include your phone number in that email also, the time zone that you're in and the best time that I can call you back. I'll be happy to get back with you as quickly as possible to answer any questions that you may have. If you want to learn more about Dr. Wallach, visit campaignfornutrition.com. That's campaignfornutrition.com. All right, good morning, everybody. Hi, this is pharmacist Keith Abel with the Health and Wellness Hour. Today we have with us, as always, Dr. Joel Wallach. As you know, Dr. Wallach is a biomedical research pioneer. He's considered the founder of liquid colloidal vitamins and minerals. He earned a Bachelor of Science degree in agriculture from the University of Missouri with a major in animal husbandry and a minor in field crops and soils. He then earned a doctorate in veterinary medicine and three postdoctoral fellowships. He spent more than 40 years in the field of veterinary medicine observing and researching the effects of individual nutrients on animal health before he earned a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. As a pathologist, he's performed over 32,000 autopsies on various species of animals and humans. The culmination of that work is in a textbook, The Diseases of Exotic Animals, that's in the Smithsonian Institute as a national treasure. He's held key positions in zoos and universities throughout the United States, he worked as a research veterinarian in the uh, national parks in Africa, uh, where he was uh, intimately involved with the Operation Rhino Project. Uh, that's the project where they saved the white rhino from extinction. If you go to a zoo in the United States today, more than likely the white rhino that you see in a zoo is the offspring of one of the ones that he had brought over. Uh, he's been published more than 70 times in scientific and medical journals. He's written 15 books in addition to the one in Smithsonian on human health. And his lecture, Dead Doctors Don't Lie, was recorded on an audio cassette many years ago. It has now been translated and reproduced into nine different languages with over 600 million copies in circulation. He has two nationally syndicated daily radio shows. Uh, he does these Zoom meetings extensively, travel whenever we can get back to traveling, uh, usually 300 days a year. I uh, consider him a, a good friend and someone that I spent a year and a half traveling with on the speaking circuit, where I believe I learned more about the role of nutrition and supplementation on human health than I did in all my years in university studies. Dr. Wallach, thanks for jumping on today. Well, thank you and good morning, Pharmacist Keith. And as always, thank you so much for the kind introduction. And of course, um, it's one of those things where one is always in a constantly learning situation. And right now, something that's appropriate is the immune system. Uh, it has to do with body weight, which is what we're going to talk about today. People say, what, your immune system and body weight? Yeah, 
It's all kind of related. And um, it's one of those things where um, we have been failed terribly. We have been failed terribly. Let's go back to um, you know, a couple thousand years ago, you know, all the plagues would go through and people would die and people were starving and the average age was in their 40s and so forth. And over time, um, people lived longer and longer and longer and they learned about washing their hands and they lived longer and longer and longer. And then at uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, September 4th, 1882 on Pearl Street in New York City on the bluff overlooking the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge, an event took place which pretty much killed the earth. That event, of course, was Thomas Edison and Jonathan Leaves pulled the switch in the first commercial electric generating plant. And uh, remember, that was uh, in 19, let's see here, that was 1982. 1982. Oh, 18, 18. 19, oh, excuse me, 1882. Thank you. 1882. 1882. 1882. Okay. Um, 18 years later, it was 1900. Okay. And then um, 18 years later, the First World War went on, and we had the... Um, Spanish flu go through. We had 657,000 Americans killed. 657,000 Americans killed by the Spanish flu. Okay. And uh, that's because our immune systems were at zero. Now, what was going on there? Our worst month was October of 1918. 195,000 Americans were killed by the Spanish flu. 195,000 were killed in October of 1918 of the Spanish flu. H1N1. So what's going on here? Well, at three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, September 4th, 1882, on Pearl Street in New York City, in the bluff overlooking the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge, Thomas Edison, Jonathan Leibs pulled a switch in the first commercial electric generating plant. And within 20 years, everybody in the industrialized world, in the Western world, was using electricity instead of wood for fuel. Now, prior to that moment, Wood was the universal fuel for cooking and stoves and fireplaces and fire pits and, and uh, so forth. And even in the early days of electricity, wood was still, wood and coal were some of the fuels that would be in the central heating systems. Well, there was a byproduct of using wood for fuel and that was wood ashes. Now wood ashes were only a small portion carbon. Most of the wood ashes were the minerals that the tree had sucked up out of the ground, and didn't burn. And of course, nutritional minerals did not then, and they do not today occur in a uniform blanket around the crust of the earth. They occur in veins like chocolate and chocolate ice cream. They occur in veins like gold and silver. And that's why some people live longer. Um, even though you ate the same recipe they did, you might only live to be 40 or 50, and they ate the same recipe, and they lived to be 110. So what was the difference? Well, a carrot is not a carrot is not a carrot is not a carrot. A carrot grown in Taiwan and a carrot grown in Russia and a carrot grown in Spain and a carrot grown in England and a carrot grown in Boston, Massachusetts and a carrot grown in Indiana and a carrot grown in Hawaii are all different. But they look the same because beta carotene is a carbon compound. It's a prerequisite of vitamin A. And um, so carrots can make that. But carrots only need three minerals to grow and flourish. And farmers get paid by tons and bushels. They don't get paid by the nutritional value of the food. So all commercial fertilizers, you go look it up, contain only NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. They're very economical. And they give the farmer the greatest tonnage per acre. He gets paid by tons and bushels. Now, there's no health insurance for animals. So 
What's going on here? Well, he gives them vitamin and mineral supplements so that they're not sick all the time. So the veterinarian's not out there every day that he has to pay the veterinarian to treat them like we used to have to pay doctors. Well, that's why insurance companies came along. And insurance companies were the greatest boon to the medical profession because medical doctors, they don't feel bad about treating you unnecessarily for things you don't have or giving you six different treatments for something you do have because insurance pays, it's not a burden on the patient. So they feel like, you know, they're milking the cow, but that's okay because they're feeding the cow. Okay, that's, that's kind of the system. And the first question somebody needs to ask their doctor when they have an obesity problem is how many kids do you have in the university and when is tuition due? So that's what went on in 1882. Come, let's see here, let's look at the next step. About 19, right after the First World War in the, in the 1920s and 30s, people began to gain weight. They were, I mean, I could go through the list of different age categories and show you that people um, in the 1930s and 40s were 25 pounds to 40 pounds heavier than people the same age 50 years earlier. Okay, I could go through the age categories, but I'm not gonna do it. I got them marked, but I'm not gonna do it unless you want me to, by age groups. But that, that's just a general rule of thumb that people after 1950 were 20 to 25, 50 pounds heavier. There were no obese people prior to 1882. If you wanted to see an obese woman, a fat woman, a fat lady, you had to go to a circus or um, one of these uh, things, carnivals that would come through the town and say, come see the fat lady. And you'd have to pay a price to go see a fat person because there were no fat people in America prior to 1882 and they pulled the switch and, and converted from wood to electricity. Because being overweight and obese is due to a nutritional deficiency. You get cravings called pica, okay, P-I-C-A, anybody can look it up. And babies, when they went to, from breast milk during the Second World War, from breast milk to feeding them formula, Infamil, Similac, that kind of stuff, there was only three minerals in there. You need 60, there were 57 short, and the babies would chew on the rail of the crib and they would call it cribbing. Just like when horses would chew on the top rail of the stall in the barn, it looked like a baby chewing on the crib, so they called it cribbing. But it's all caused by pica, which is a behavior that's, that's uh, stimulated by uh, mineral deficiencies. Okay, now the story gets worse. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. So here it comes. Doctors, and I don't know if it was stupidity or very cleverness, they said, look, you're way overweight here. You're 25 pounds overweight and exercise hasn't worked for you. Uh, what I want you to do is give up your eggs and bacon and ham for breakfast. And I want you to start eating cereal. I want you to start eating whole grains. Mm -hmm. And suddenly now the weight just spiked and went crazy because they had created a feedlot situation, okay? Now, people know the feedlot. You put animals like cattle and sheep and pigs and chickens in a feedlot to fatten them up to go to market. And all you do is feed them grain. When doctors said, you got to give up your meat and fat, no fat, you got to go on a no-fat diet and just eat whole grains, they put you in a feedlot, and that's when people really started gaining weight. So between the electricity cutting off the mineral supply to people, and doctors telling you to eat grain like a cow in a feedlot, that's what made Americans obese. Mm -hmm. And you can go on all the, all the exercise programs you want, you can go on all the diets you want, but if you're still eating grain, you're in trouble. Now, when you look at, by contrast, when you look at the Asians, they 
uh, are very slim. If you want to see a sumo wrestler, what is it they do? Oh, they, they eat only grain and, and beer and stuff like that to purposely gain weight. So they'll be 300 pounds to be a sumo wrestler. Other than that, the Japanese and the Chinese and the Taiwanese and, and the, the, you know, Filipinos and, and people who are, um, uh, you know, they belong to these island nations, okay? Um, these peoples are all slim and they don't get sick. They, um, their immune systems are good because they live on rice and sweet potatoes instead of wheat, butter, and oats, which fattens you. Uh, like they do in a feed lot with cows and pigs and chickens and turkeys and llamas and so forth. So this is all very simple. And as a veterinarian, and as you say, you know, I was trained in feedlots uh, in my original degree, my Bachelor of Science in, in Agriculture, because yeah. that's what they were teaching you. Yeah. So what is it that they do to make a cow gain weight so fast? They make them minerally deficient and give them grain. And then they don't stop eating. They just stand there and eat and eat and eat and eat. And in the beginning, uh, there were some very clever, uh, clever entrepreneurs of, of, of pharmacist Keith. They said, you know, we're not making any money here. Grandma's out there eating wood ashes. Every time she gets a craving, she eats a spoonful of wood ashes or she puts them in her, in her um, mashed potatoes or she goes out in the backyard with a spoon and eats dirt. We're not making any money here. So they came up with pretzels and, and they came up with uh, potato chips and corn puffs and all these various snack foods and candy bars and things like that. So when you had a craving, you would get a candy bar. Are you a drink of Coca-Cola? Well, you're gaining weight because you're eating all those carbohydrates and sugars because you're driven to do that by that behavior called PICA, P-I-C-A, look it up, and it will scare you to death. That this was a, a feedlot presentation. That's one of the chapters in the book, Hell's Kitchen, okay, because it not only affects your body weight, but of course your immune system. And of course, the chapter 10 is the feedlot syndrome, that's America. We are the feedlot syndrome because we've been put on the feedlot program by medical doctors by getting us um, off of minerals, getting us off of vitamins and minerals. Say, listen, and, and people ask, you know, they dutifully ask their doctors, you know, can, can't I, do I, do I have to supplement if I do what vitamins and minerals do I need and blah, blah, blah. No, don't waste your money, doctors. I'm quoting doctors now. Every doctor is taught in medical school. When a, when a patient asks you, should I be taking vitamins and minerals? You need to get all freaked out, jump out of your chair, wave at them, get right in their face. No, 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 no vitamins and minerals. You're, you're, you're wasting your money. You're duplicating. Just eat well, you're going to get everything you need. Well, that would be like a mechanic telling you, look, don't waste your money by putting oil in your Jaguar or your Mercedes. Do not waste your money by putting oil in there. It's stupid. Just put dirt from Texas or Oklahoma in there. There's bound to be some oil in it. Oh, okay. Well, that wouldn't work very well. No, even an insane person, yeah, would, would not do that to their car. Well, Dr. Okay. Mike, obesity is an epidemic in the United States. Uh, over 65% of, of adults now are considered overweight or obese. Uh, the obesity rate increases diabetes risk by 20%, or 20 times, rather. Uh, in the last 10 years, obesity has jumped 60%. And that's something that book you were just talking about covers. Um, yeah. Well, of course, you have to appreciate, too, that people need to realize that diabetes and obesity are both nutritional deficiencies. In fact, the subtitle of the book, Hell's Kitchen, and of the CD, Hell's Kitchen, is 
the cure prevention, excuse me, the cause prevention and cure of obesity, diabetes, and metabolic syndrome, which is everything from high blood pressure and heart disease and kidney failure. I was talking with somebody from New York this morning already, because um, they're three hours ahead of me, and they're, they're talking about they had a kidney transplant. And I said, well, do they have high blood pressure? Yes. Do they have diabetes? Yes. Well, it's all nutritional deficiencies. Why do they have a transplant? Well, the doctor said they needed a transplant because, you know, um, they weren't urinating. Uh, they were on, uh, um, let's see here, they're on kidney dialysis six, six days a week because they couldn't urinate. Okay, I said, well, that's because the dirty blood isn't getting into the kidneys. So if you get them off all the bad foods and get them, you know, onto the healthy uh, brain and heart pack and get them on the Ultimate Daily Classic tablets. Within a couple of weeks, they'll be urinating and they'll be able to get off of dialysis and won't need a kidney transplant. This is oh. something I found interesting. From 1970 to 1990, we've increased our caloric intake by 200 calories per day. That adds one extra pound of weight every 17 to 18 days. And it couple that with the fact that we have a more sedentary society because of our jobs, it's no wonder that you know, we're, we're gaining weight so quickly and we're losing the battle of the bulge. And then you touched on this a minute ago. You know, the doctors tell you to eat a high carbohydrate, low fat diet. And it's just, that, that's exactly what you're telling your cows to do. Exactly. And, and of course, all doctors who say that should be put in jail as a serial killer, spelled C-E-R. Is it an S-E-R? Yeah. So 50 years ago, probably a little bit more than that, the uh, JAMA, American Heart Association rather, uh, instituted this restricted fat content diet. You know, nowadays they want you to get it all the way down to zero fat. And we're seeing a drastic rise in both cardiovascular diseases as well as obesity. That's uh, correct. Clinical, there was a long-term clinical trial in JAMA of, in 2006 of 48,000 postmenopausal women. And they actually found that this diet does not significantly reduce the risk of heart disease or stroke. Yet the medical establishment keeps telling you to eat this extremely low-fat diet because it'll help with your heart. Well, it's an ignorant thing. It's a criminal thing because heart disease and blood pressure and diabetes are all due to nutritional deficiencies. They're not a genetic thing. They're not something, a metabolic thing that just happens. And if I may, I'll give you some specific numbers Go here. right ahead. This is from the, the um, feedlot chapter in the book, Hell's Kitchen. Okay, page 167. And it says, women ages 20 to 74, big range. Um, in 2002, in 2002 uh, average weight was 164 pounds. In 1960, their average weight was 140 pounds, 20 pounds, 24 pounds lighter. Men, ages 20 to 74, in 2002, their average weight was 191 pounds. In 1960, it was 166 pounds. Okay, we're talking almost 40 pounds lighter. And then kids between ages 6 and 11 in 2002 weighed 74 pounds. In uh, 1963, they weighed 65 pounds. Okay, and then... Boys ages 12 to 17 in 2002 weighed 141 pounds. In 1966, they weighed 125 pounds. I'll give you one more here. Um, girls between the ages of 12 and 17 
in 2002 weighed 130 pounds. In 1966, it weighed 118. Well, um, all of that is due to the feedlot syndrome. Eat more whole grain, stay away from fat, because I can't believe the doctors are that stupid. So it has to be a criminal act. And so basically what I would recommend people do is they box up all their corn flakes and wheat flakes and Wheaties and breakfast of champions and oatmeal and, and pancake batter and all that kind of stuff and waffle batter and, and bagels and give it to their doctors with a ribbon on a box and beautiful wrapping and everything. Say, I'm giving this to you with love doctor. I, I you know, I have allergies to this stuff, so I'm not going to eat it anymore, but I didn't want to throw it away because it's so valuable. And you tell me how wonderful it is and how, but beautiful it is. So I'm going to give it to you. And if you don't want it, give it to your wife and your kids. Yeah. On the other extreme is the low carbohydrate diets, which is what you're talking about. And Dr. Atkins is probably the most well-known uh, person in that field. Uh, but the idea is that if you decrease your carbohydrates, insulin production will cause you to uh, burn those excess carbohydrates. And the evidence is actually overwhelming. Uh, you know, after 50 years of doing just the opposite, we see how you store more and more of those carbohydrates as fat. So uh, the, the theory there is get rid of the carbohydrates, you're not going to produce the fat. And the low carbohydrate diets actually encourage consumption of higher fat and protein foods, and they forbid most carbs. And okay, now, now, pharmacist Keith, you're a pharmacist. You deal with doctors and people, obese situations, diabetes situations. Now, <clears throat> somebody who's obese, have you ever run into a medical doctor who says, be sure you're taking 60 minerals every day? Oh, no. No. They never say take your 60 minerals every day and you can get rid of your diabetes. You can lose weight. You lose a half a pound to two pounds a day. Yeah, if they came into my store... I told them, but their doctors never told them. Well, that's why all the doctors need to go to jail and be charged with being serial killers yep. because they're not telling people to take the nutrients that are necessary for them to metabolize fats and carbohydrates properly mm -hmm. to prevent all this obesity stuff and all the high blood pressure and kidney stuff and diabetes stuff. All of those are just nutritional deficiencies. And that's why the subtitle of this book, Hell's Kitchen, and the CD is the cause, prevention, and cure, that's pretty heavy, the cause, prevention, and cure of obesity, diabetes, and metabolic syndrome, which is um, high blood pressure, heart disease, kidney failure, uh, and so on. This yeah, is remember, not difficult. No, it's not. And I remember when Atkins very first came out, it was just the medical community went absolutely ape crap over it. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they were saying that the, the high-protein diets were going to cause uh, kidney stones and kidney problems. Uh, they were concerned it was going to lead to increased cholesterol and long-term cardiovascular problems. But after a couple of years in clinical trials, they found that these diets actually lowered triglycerides, and they encouraged the production of the uh, HDL good cholesterol uh, compared to the low-fat diets. Well, they missed that one by 100 miles, yeah, too. Yeah, they missed it by 100 miles. Because yeah, uh, cholesterol does not cause plaque in your arteries. Cholesterol right. does not cause heart disease. Cholesterol is your best friend because it makes up 75% of your brain weight. It makes up 95% of your male hormones and female hormones. Boys, listen, if you don't yeah. want to be taking six prescriptions of Viagra a day, eat three eggs twice a day, take, you know, take your 
um, 90 essential nutrients and you throw in the Zera test, X-E-R-A-T-E-S-T, and it gives your Sertoli cells, your testicles, everything they need to make testosterone, you won't need that prescription of the Viagra, okay? Yeah. And <laughs> My next statement was going to be that the, the, after seeing what uh, the results have been with the low-carbohydrate, low high-fat diets, it should call into question the entire cholesterol theory. Because well, doctors say no, it's genetic. Turns it upside down. Yeah, well, see, well, they bl they blame it on your genes. We well, you have five generations of your family with these problems, so it's a genetic issue. There's nothing we can do about it except treat the symptoms. And um, you know, other than antibiotics, I don't believe there's any pharmaceuticals that actually get to the bottom root cause of the diseases. They just treat the symptoms. Yeah, and the other type of diet that's out there are those balanced diets. You know, you got Weight Watchers uh, uh, and. Nutrisystem, all those kind of diets, but they're on average, people lose four and a half to six and a half pounds per year. Yeah, they work all year on those diets, and on average, by the end of the year, they've lost four and a half to six and a half pounds. And I think the biggest problem with the balanced diets is there's still a lot of carbohydrates, especially carbohydrates made from wheat. Talk about what the what, what's the problem there with wheat specifically? Okay, well, wheat, you know, well, wheat, of course, is in breakfast cereals, and, you know, you have all that sort of um, uh, flakes and, and porridges and all this kind of stuff, and pancakes and waffles and bagels, okay? And uh, wheat has a, a substance in it called gluten. So wheat, barley, rye, and oats, they all have gluten in them. And gluten um, produces a... Um, uh, a process, I'm going to get it right here, causes a process called pro-inflammatory cytokines to be manufactured. Okay? That's the same pro thing that's happening in the coronavirus, the same kind of cytokines. Pro-inflammatory cytokines. Okay, the cytokines, yeah, pro-inflammatory cytokines. And the villi in your intestines go away. Slowly, slowly, slowly they go away. Because these pro-inflammatory cytokines damage the the intestines and um, uh, as the villi go away you go from being able to absorb maybe by 95 percent of the vitamins and minerals in your food and supplements you're down to you can't absorb two percent you cannot absorb two percent and people say ah well you know the asians they're slim and uh you know they don't take any vitamins and minerals yes they do they eat um let's see here what's the stuff that's grown in the ocean Seaweed, algae, fish. yeah, fish, okay, but Which they're high in omega-3s. Yeah, well, they eat the fish livers, right? And, yep. and they, yeah, yeah, and they also uh, eat all this algae uh, and they eat seaweed and so forth. We have a lot of great products. We have um, Ocean's Gold, we have the Fucoid Z capsules, we have the Z radical liquids, all of these brown seaweeds, okay, and things. They contain all the minerals, okay, in the ocean. Now, we also have our savor division, which is our spice division. And my favorite thing in savor is our pink Himalayan salt and our pink Himalayan salt with black pepper ground up in it. I have both of those. And the pink Himalayan salt is, as the name implies, is from the Himalayan mountains where the oceans used to be. And when the oceans went away, not only did all the salt get filled, fill up the valleys, but also all the minerals that were in the oceans of that in the old days, millions of years ago, filled up the valleys. And so we have kind of a lock on that. 
And that's one of our biggest sellers in our savor division, our spice division, is the um, pink Himalayan salt and the pink Himalayan salt with a black pepper ground up in it. I, I have the pink Himalayan salt with my rice and my sweet potatoes and my um, smoked salmon for breakfast this morning. And I'll have um, my pink Himalayan salt with a black pepper ground up in it with butter and my sweet potatoes uh, this evening with my steak or my lamb, uh, okay? And so it's one of those things where um, there's 84 minerals there's 84 minerals in this pink Himalayan salt. And so in addition to getting the minerals in the Healthy Brain and Heart Pack, guess what? Um, I'm, I'll be 82 years old in a couple of months and I only weigh 142 pounds. And I, you know, I can eat all the rice I want. I can eat all the yogurt I want. I have ice cream and a glass of wine with dinner every night. Uh, and I'm still only 142 pounds and I'm five foot six. Okay, and it's one of those things where I'm extremely slim. People say, well, do you exercise? Well, yeah, I walk two miles a day. I walk around my house um, 14 times twice a day to get two miles in. Um, I don't have any diseases. I'm 82 years old. I don't have any diseases of any kind. I don't have any high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity. I don't have any uh, kidney failure. I urinate four times a day. Um, I don't have any uh, Alzheimer's disease. I don't have any thyroid issues. I don't have any dental problems. I have all my own teeth, eh? except for one which is knocked out in the fight. But the guy who knocked out my one tooth, I knocked out all of his teeth. I made sure I knocked out all of his teeth. Okay. And so I don't have any diseases. I've had physical injuries because I go through construction sites. Uh, a couple of years ago, I fell into a, a big hole in, in a construction site in Canada, but I don't have any diseases of any kind. Now, how many 80-year-old guys don't have any diseases? Not many. And that's because they're eating gluten, 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 and their villi are gone. They cannot absorb nutrition and uh, their immune systems are dead. And so, you know, that's why we keep having these cycles and problems. Now, I found this interesting. In the late 1960s through the 1970s, the Senate Select Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs began to lay out the, the guidelines for the American diet. Mm -hmm. And at first, the food manufacturers resisted because it was a diet low in fat and increased consumption of vegetables and carbohydrates from fruit and grains. But then the, by the 1980s, the food manufacturers began to realize that the low-fat diet was a major profit-making opportunity for them. And they began replacing fat and all the uh, convenience foods with sugar and other highly processed carbohydrates. By the 1990s, there was more calories in the food, in these snacks, than what there was before. So they're just called, yeah, exactly. The, the feedlot syndrome. Exactly. Yeah, they put all the American people and all the Western civilizations onto the feedlot syndrome, whereas people um, who uh, are in Asia, okay, and, and the Polynesian countries, um, are living on rice and sweet potatoes and vegetables and fruit and coconuts and things like that and taro root and things. No gluten in them. And they can eat, you know, 40 pounds of food a day. They're still slim and everything. And they don't get these diseases. Well, why is that? Well, they're eating seaweed, okay, which is in our pink Himalayan salt. And of course, our Fucoid Z and our Ocean's Gold and stuff like that. The seaweed not only is an anti-inflammatory, but also has all the minerals of the ocean in it, okay? And so that's why um, two thirds of the earth's plant life 
two-thirds of the Earth's plant life mass is found in the oceans because of the nutrition in the oceans mm -hmm. as opposed to the dry land. Now, on dry land, there's areas which did very well. Um, when you look at the um, book and the movie written by James Hilton, Lost Horizon, that goes back to 1933. It was an award-winning movie and book. He was a New York Times um, uh, reporter, okay? Uh, he was a very, very vicious investigative reporter. So New York Times sent him to Hunza, which is a place in the, um, uh, in between Pakistan and China. And they had the longest lived people on earth. There was one guy there by the name of Dr. Lee Chin Yun, and he was claiming he was 265 years old and he's running around lecturing on what to do, what to eat and everything. It was just the opposite of what we're saying here, right? So the New York Times sends this uh, James Hilton there and he spends a year following this Dr. Lee Chin Yun. And he, he writes him back a year later, says, okay, this guy's real. He's doing everything. He says all the people who live where he lives, their average lifespan is 165. Ours back then was in the 60s. Okay, our lifespan was in the 60s at that time. And he says uh, these these guys live over two and a half times what we live to be, and they're they're eating food that comes uh, um, irrigated from the Giltar Glacier, which has all these minerals in it. And of course, the valley they lived in was a place called Shangri-La. And in the book and in the movie, the place where people live forever, people live forever in Shangri-La, it became a legendary mythical place, but it's a real place. And it has the longest lived peoples on earth because they have the most minerals in their diet there. And they're all slim and they all live much longer than us. Every once in a while, there'll be a birthday announcement and I save all those for my presentations uh, in the front page of the New York Times or something like that, or the uh, LA Times. And it'll say, uh, so-and-so, uh, it has a color picture of him on the front page uh, showing him harvesting corn by hand. Okay, they don't have any machinery. They just harvest corn by hand. Uh, he, his birthday is today. He's 165 years old and he's smiling and, and waving a handful of corn at you in the picture because he's been taking all those minerals all his life and, he, and they were eating eggs and eating meat and, and fish and stuff like that. No, Non-Western so, diet. Not a Western diet and eating rice and so on and eating sweet potatoes and so on and eating uh, taro root and, and coconuts and, and so on. Now this, there's another story that you told me a, a long time ago. And to, before I get into the story, uh, in the veterinary industry, you have food pellets. So you got dog chow and rat chow and chicken chow and all that. Now, mm -hmm. from what I understand is those pellets are designed with all the nutrients that that animal needs, regardless of what food is all, is in there, whether it's the soybean or whatever, whatever the nutrients are in that, they don't even count that. They make sure they supplement all the nutrients in those food pellets. Am I correct? That's correct. It's a lot cheaper to do that than it is to pay the veterinarian right. to come out every day and treat the sick animals on your farm. So you were telling a story one time at one of the events we were at that uh, the turn of the 19th century to the 20th century, uh, there were some researchers that were looking at the diets of laboratory rats. On average at that time, a lab rat lived about six months. So the purpose of the experiment was to find a way to get the rats to live longer because that makes them more valuable for scientific research. So what one of the researchers did is he cut the carbohydrates in the pellet, but made sure he kept the same amount of nutrients and you know, the same amount of vitamins and minerals, amino acids, just cut the carbohydrates in half. <laughs> so it doubled the life expectancy. He cut it again and half again, and that 
increase life expectancy even more. So that's why we should really take notice of the low carbohydrate diets. Uh, if we can get the carbohydrates out, other than maybe the carbohydrates you get from your regular vegetables, get all those extra carbohydrates out, but make sure you're taking all the 90 essential nutrients that you need, you're going to have success with your weight loss program. And that's, that's where so many people fail, is they go on these programs, they starve themselves, they're not taking anything in to replace the nutrients that they're losing, because they're already eating diets that are low, low nutrient diets to start with, and now they go on this diet program where they cut the the consumption even further down, which is cutting even more of the nutrients out. So that's why it's so important. If you go on any type of diet program, you've got to make sure you're getting all 90 of those essential nutrients based on your body weight. That is correct. And of course, that's why I want people to go to the website to www.drjwallach.com, www.drjwallach.com, all lowercase. It's got my 15 books in there. It's got my CDs, got the DVDs. And following those tenants in the books and CDs and DVDs, that will add 25 to 50 healthful years to your life. It'll add 25 to 50 healthy years to your life. And if you need to lose 25, 40, 50, 100, 300 pounds, I can help you lose a half a pound to two pounds a day by doing our keto caramel diet, right? Okay, two or three meals a day should be a keto caramel meal. It could be either the bar or shake either one not both but one or the other doesn't have to be the same meals every day it could rotate around if you don't have a lot of time you can just take and eat one of the, your two meals a day in your car as you're driving or whatever you're going um, if you have a lot of time you can make your shake and sit down and enjoy the shake but it's one of those things you have to take you have to take the 90 essential nutrients because then that behavior that pica p-i-c-a disappears the cravings see frank you just ate a 50,000 calorie breakfast here what are you doing? What are you? I don't know. I'm just starving. Well, that's because you are minerally deficient. You're not calorie deficient, but your body is saying eat more because you need more minerals, but you translate that craving into eat more food. And so that's why people need to get, uh, and, and, and again, go to www.drjwallach.com, get a hold of the books. We, we have uh, weight loss books in there. Uh, we have every kind of things you can think of, um, how to get rid of all these diseases said to be genetic. In fact, um, my book on that is Epigenetics, and um, the subtitle is um, The Death of the Genetic Theory of Disease Transmission. That's why my thesis, now, I don't know if you know this, Pharmacist Keith, but that's why my thesis on 20,000 autopsies was a $25 million study, okay, that went on from um, 1967 to 1977, 10 years, I did 20,000 autopsies, 17,000, some change of over 454 species of animals and 3,000 humans in that one study. I already done thousands of autopsies before that, okay? But that was one study. It's in the Smithsonian Institute as a national treasure because they show there were no genetically transmitted diseases, there were no genetically transmitted birth defects, all nutritional deficiencies. Now, Anybody can go right now on Siri or Amazon and ask for a copy of that. W.B. Saunders, the biggest uh, medical textbook publishing house, you probably had pharmaceutical textbooks that were published by W.B. Saunders, okay? Because they had all the medical and pharmaceutical and veterinary textbooks back in the day. And they bought the rights to, to my thesis. It was 5,000 pages. It, it edited it down to 1,200 pages, put a hardcover on it. 
and sold it as the diseases of exotic animals. They printed 30,000 copies. In six months time, every copy was gone. So they republished it again, 30,000 copies. In six months time, it was gone again. Now, if you go to Amazon and Siri today say, are there, Siri, Amazon, are there any of Dr. Wallach's textbook, The Diseases of Exotic Animals, available for sale? And it'll take you to a list. If they're in good condition, they'll sell them from $6,000 to $8,000. If they're in very good condition, come from a medical library or veterinary library, not beat up and dogs peeing on them and things like that. They sell them for $8,000 to $12,000. If they're brand new, still in the box, unopened, still in the wrapper, they sell for $25,000 to $35,000. And I'm not saying that to brag, okay? I'm saying that for credibility because that was my research project. How many people's research projects sell for $25,000 a copy? Well, that's because it changed everything in the scientific industry, not in the doctor-patient industry, but the scientific industry. I want to put a few things together, what you said here. Uh, in 1936, the U.S. Senate uh, stated, our physical well-being is more directly dependent upon minerals we take into our system than upon the calories or vitamins or upon precise proportions of starch, protein, or carbohydrates we consume. The document continued, the alarming fact is that foods, fruits and vegetables and grains that are now being raised on millions of acres of land that no longer contain enough of certain needed minerals are starving us. No matter how much of them we eat, no man of today can eat enough fruits and vegetables to supply his system with the minerals he requires for perfect health because his stomach isn't big enough to hold it all. And I want, I want to fast forward a little bit. That was 1936. From 1975 to 2004, the USDA came out with what they call the USDA Nutrient Database. And in this database, what they do is they're comparing the vitamins and mineral nutrients in certain foods over time. And it appeared that vitamin, uh, the, the foods in 2004 had much lower levels of vitamins and minerals than they did back in 1975. A Mother Earth News reported that a random sample of the data on a dozen different vegetables showed that the calcium co content has fallen on average 26%. Vitamin A and C content dropped 21% and 29%. And iron content dropped 36%. And it's not just the U.S. The British Food Journal did the same thing. Of 20 fruits and vegetables in Great Britain over the last 50 years, they found that the calcium content dropped 19%. Iron was down 22%. Potassium declined 14% of the 20 vegetables. So here we are. We're getting all these fruits and vegetables that has less and less nutrients, and we're going on these diets where we're cutting the amount of these that we're taking in, so that's even cutting it down even further. Uh, just if you weren't even on a diet, the, the, these numbers are frightening because they're going to lead to even more disease. You know, this is the first generation where we're looking at our kids are probably not going to live to a, as a high of an age as what we are, and this is the reason why. Yeah, exactly right. So not only did, uh, are the nutrients down in our food, right? Mm -hmm. But doctors are telling you not to take nutrients mm -hmm. because you can get everything you need just by eating well. Right. All right. And then add to and, that the gluten problem. And we have electricity, no more wood ashes, no more minerals into the gardens. Very few people have gardens anymore. And so that's why we came up with our fertilizer. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the Bloomin' Minerals with 78 minerals in it. 
we want everybody, even if you live in an apartment, you have a little back porch or something like that, or even your living room, you get a half a barrel and put some garden soil in it, a potting soil or something, and put our blooming minerals in there and grow some tomatoes and bell peppers and a few squash and things like that. And you'll get more of these minerals that way. It'd be a fun way of getting minerals, but you still need to consciously supplement with the 90. I take, I only weigh 142 pounds, but I take enough for a 200 pound man. I take a full dose of everything twice a day. And I use the heavy hammers. I use the healthy brain and heart pack and I take extra of everything else. And uh, that's why I'm doing okay. And so uh, not only do you have a problem with not enough nutrients in the food because we've gone to electricity and our, our land is depleted, but also you're told not to take vitamins and minerals. And also you're told to eat more grains instead of fat. And the grains of course have the gluten in it. And so your villi are gone. You cannot right. absorb now nutrients, whatever's in there. Now you're getting even less <laughs> nutrients. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's a, it's a, we, they hit us twice with the electricity and eat more grains with more gluten in it. And that, that's the double hit. So let's take this one step further now. So we uh, have this nutrient depleted diet. We're not getting the, the minerals we, we require. And two things are happening when you're on a diet. You're craving salty stuff or you're Piker. craving sweet stuff. The Piker. salty stuff is the minerals that you're not getting and the sweet cravings is the fat because we're cutting that out on our diet. Pika. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the farmer sees this, this horse chewing on the fence post and that farmer knows I need to go get a salt block for that horse. And the, the farmer doesn't tell the horse, hey, that's enough salt. Stop licking. You've had enough. Because the farmer knows <laughs> that the horse is going to get what it needs. It's not going to, it's not going to overdo it. More than it needs. It's not going to yeah, overdo yeah. it. And that salt block is all the minerals that that animal needs. It's not just sodium like we think of when we say salt. Well, right. Well, we, we put the trace minerals in it. That's why you have the red ones and the white ones. The white ones are just 100% salt only. And you'll see very few par farmers that put that um, um, white salt block out there. Almost always it's the red one because that has all the trace minerals in it as well. Right. All right, so another piece of the puzzle now, the snack food industry knows we're craving. We're on all these diets, cutting our, our uh, nutritional consumption down. So they're going to put all this salt in the, in the snack foods because they know that when we fall off this diet, we're going to just go ferocious over those snack foods with that salt in it, just like the, the cow standing in that feedlot. I don't know if people realize it, but that cow stands there 24 hours a day and eats nonstop because there's no minerals in it. And that's because what we're they've, doing. They've set it up, they set it up that way purposely. Right, because they want to get the cow to the market faster by putting the weight on faster. So here we the are. the feedlot syndrome, the feedlot right. syndrome. Right. <laughs> so here we are. We've cut our consumption of food. We've not supplemented. The food has less nutrients than it did in years past. We're now severely nutrient depleted, especially mineral depleted. We break our fast, we break our diet, and now we can't control ourselves on all these fast foods and snack foods and all that because those things have the salt in it that our body is so ferociously craving. So what's the answer? 90 essential nutrients, right? That's correct. And again, I want everybody to go to www.drjwallach.com. And of course, if you're a Yongevity associate, uh, which is our business people, and you get a book or a CD or DVD, um, their tax deductible is a tool for your business. And of course, there's, there's 
uh, what you call volume discounts. So if you buy 10, you get a significant discount of the retail price. And so you can then sell them one by one by one to your customers and make a little bit of, of money selling that tool to them. But that's okay because you're adding 25 to 50 healthful years to their life by giving them the information. And so I, I cannot um, tell you, as, as we learn things over the years, uh, and as you, you point out, to 32,000 autopsies, those are just the ones that were reported on and written up in, in, in um, printed papers and books. There's also thousands and thousands of autopsies I did that weren't done. They're in the records. They're in the records where that data was accumulated at the university, you know, in the pathology department or, or the hospitals in the pathology departments and stuff like that. Or the Yerkes Primate Center where I was working for NASA, where I found the first non-human case of cystic fibrosis. And, um, you know, just a little aside there, um, I'm the guy who got rid of cystic fibrosis. I'm the guy that got rid of muscular dystrophy. I'm the guy that got rid of uh, sudden infant death syndrome, crib death. All of those are caused by nutritional deficiencies. Only 2% of the babies that died of crib death were in bed with their mothers when they died. 98% weren't when you go look at the, all the data. And uh, mustard dystrophy uh, was in calves for years. It was called white muscle disease. And in pigs, it was called uh, mulberry heart disease. And so I just gave people, kids with mustard dystrophy, those same nutrients, and it went away in weeks and got it all published and everything. So this is, you know, and then cystic fibrosis is two deficiencies. One deficiency causes the liver and the pancreatic disease. The other deficiency causes the lung disease, which is what they usually die from. And all of that is secondary. All of that is secondary to the gluten issue because their villi go away and they can't absorb whatever is in the food. Well, there's another part of the diet program too. And it's this feast and famine thing that we do, the yo-yo diet. You know, we go on a diet, we lose weight. Then we go off the diet, we gain weight. And we keep yo-yoing back and forth. Mm. And what happens over time is your body is, you know, back in the old days when you had plenty of food in the spring and had no food available or low, low amounts of food available in the winter, your body learned to store everything it can and hold on to as much as it can over the winter months in preparation for the feast that you're gonna have in the springtime. And by continuously doing this diet, your body knows that you're gonna go off that diet eventually. So it's gonna to try to hold on to things as long as it can. So when you go off that diet, it's gonna consume as much as it can to be ready for the next time you go on a diet. So we've, we've got to get the, all the 90 essential nutrients, including the, the minerals, especially the minerals. We've got to get the, the fat back into the diet because fat calories burn slower than carbohydrate calories and that will help break the feast and famine cycle so that, that that's what we have to do i know that you know i did the keto diet most of the year last year and I actually went off of it into september and in the past when i would go off a diet i put the weight on really quick but with this keto diet since that i had been on all this time and then you know going off of it to the beginning of october I've only gained back a couple pounds in those three months. And I think it's because I'm still consciously making sure I'm taking in enough fat and trying to stay away from as many carbohydrates as I can. I'm nowhere near down. Well, how many minerals? How many minerals are you know, taking I in? The, I get the 90 essential minerals every day. Yeah, the 90 essential nutrients, okay. And so you don't have pica. You're not sitting there chewing on the edge of the desk because you can't wait until the mealtime comes along. So you're going to chew on the, you know, that's why kids used to chew on their pencils in school. They would chew on their pencils, not out of boredom, but they're craving something 
and before they had before they had um, uh, pretzels and and corn puffs and, and potato chips, they would chew on their pencils. Yeah. So the very first thing, the most important part of dieting, any diet that you choose, is making sure you have those ninety essential nutrients. Supplement. Supplement. Right. Supplement. Supplement the ninety essential nutrients. You got to make sure they're there. You can't trust that they're going to come in from the foods that you eat, regardless of which diet program you go on. The not food will sure not have it. Right. Farmers get paid. Farmers is key. Farmers get paid by tons and bushels. They do right. not get paid by the nutritional value of the food. That's why they give their animals vitamins and minerals because they the, all commercial fertilizers only have three nutrients in it. They only add three nutrients because that will give the farmer the maximum yield per tons per acre. And that's how the farmer gets paid. He doesn't get paid by the nutritional value of the food. The farmer gets paid by tons and bushels, which are NPK. And you look it up, ask Siri, you know, what minerals are in the typical uh, commercial fertilizer for farmers? For growing wheat or for growing um, corn, NPK, because that's what gives them tons and bushels per acre. And so that's what, what I understood. I, I found that out when I was nine years old, pharmacist Keith. Right. Okay. I, my parents took me to 20 different doctors. I had diseases they hadn't even given names for back then. And I, they were going to institutionalize me permanently. I would never get out of the hospital again. They'd probably die in the hospital. I was only nine years old. 20 doctors couldn't figure out what my problems were. And in three days time, on just eating animal pellets with all the vitamins and minerals in them, I cured myself. And I realized when I was nine years old that the doctors knew nothing about nutrition and that farmers knew much more about nutrition than doctors did. So the first key to successful weight management is all 90 known essential nutrients. That's correct. Supplement with them because you don't know if you're going to get enough in your food. And you have to absorb them. And you have to absorb them. You have to be able to absorb them. Uh, Unfortunately, the traditional multivitamin that you buy over the counter does not have the required amount, uh, the amount no. that your body needs to, to thrive. It's got what your body needs just to survive. Uh, and the veterinary industry, industry discovered a long time ago that you need to be supplementing these nutrients based on body weight. You know, it's not a one size fits all. The 300 pound man and the 90 pound woman do not need the same amount of vitamins and minerals. It needs to be based and on body weight. That's correct. All right, so that, that's the first one. The second problem is traditional multivitamin supplements that you buy over the counter don't have all 90, especially the minerals. They, I've not found a single one over the counter yet that has all 60 of the, of the essential minerals that you need. And the third problem correct. is where the minerals come from. Uh, you know, most of them are metallic minerals. Uh, ground up rocks. Ground up rocks. You used to, in your uh, speeches, used to talk about the differences of calcium, different types of calcium, and what the absorbability is. Can you go over that now? Yeah. Well, We're what's going to be your most way back? <laughs> yeah. What's you know what's the difference between eating bones and and drinking bone soup, and eating calcium carbonate, you know, from some limestone? Well, when you analyze them in the laboratory, they're both the same. But when you talk about absorbability, the organically bound calcium in the proteins uh, in the bones are much more available to you. And that's why when grandma would have, you know, bone soup simmering on the wood stove all night and we'd have the bone soup for breakfast along with our eggs and our steak or hamburger or whatever it was, um, 
and corn and so on, uh, we were getting that bone soup every morning. Okay, and so that was what was going on. But this, if you were eating bread or pancakes with that, you weren't absorbing it because your villi were gone in your intestines. And um, that's why back in those days even, um, during the days of um, typhoid Mary, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, where she was a cook and she worked in commercial uh, restaurants and things, and she's passing on salmonella uh, to, uh, to all the customers. And uh, that's because uh, she, was, she was okay, okay, but she was passing on those bugs to all these people who were eating there, but she was okay because she was eating gluten in the restaurant and she couldn't, couldn't absorb, the, the bacteria weren't getting into her body. They were in her intestines where she had transmitted to everybody else, but she wasn't absorbing it in her body, so they didn't kill her. So let's just look at calcium. A thousand milligrams of calcium lactate. That sounds like a lot. Man, I'm getting a thousand milligrams of calcium. You're not. It's a thousand milligrams of calcium lactate. There's actually only 140 milligrams of elemental calcium in a thousand milligrams of calcium lactate. And on top of that, with a normal healthy gut, you're only going to absorb 10%. So that means out of that thousand milligrams of calcium lactate, you're only absorbing 14 milligrams of calcium. So in order to get a thousand milligrams of calcium from calcium lactate, you would have to take in 71,000 milligrams of calcium lactate. That's 142 500 milligram tablets. Woo! And by the time you take that in, that's per day. It's going to neutralize the stomach acid so much that you're, they're not even going to dissolve anymore. Yeah. So, so that's the important there. And if you're <laughs> eating gluten, you're not even getting the 10%. So that, that's an example of, you know, go out and get 500 milligram tums. It's going to take care of the calcium needs. It's not. Because and so, when, when they tell you the milligrams on a calcium bottle over the counter, that's the total calcium salt, the calcium lactate thousand milligrams only 14 140 milligrams of actual calcium so that's the third yeah. problem is the and that's the difference that's the difference between the polynesian and asian people and the black people okay black people have a problem you know they have 41 percent death from all these infectious diseases well guess what polynesian people have less than 1%. Well, what's the difference? It's not a genetic thing, it's diet. It's all diet. And the Polynesians are getting their minerals from eating uh, algae and kelp and uh, the livers of the fish they catch and all that kind of stuff. And the black population is living on um, fried foods and gluten. And when they get done eating gluten, they eat more gluten. And when they get done eating more gluten, they eat more gluten. And that's why they have a problem. It's not a, it's not a racial thing. It's not a genetic thing. It's a dietary thing. So summing it all up, the physicians tell us to go on a low-fat diet with carbohydrates from grain, whole grain carbohydrates, and your vegetables. And you're going to get all the nutrients you need if you're eating your vegetables. So you should be able to lose weight. And then they assume since you didn't lose weight, it was your fault. You must have been cheating, even though you may have been sticking to the program religiously. You're following the, the year, recipe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the year, you've lost four to six pounds. 
It's a recipe for disaster. And the reason why I wanted to have this program today is because we've got the new year coming up and people are making uh, all these uh, New Year's resolutions to get themselves in better health and get themselves in uh, uh, their, their weight in control. And we just have to make sure that if we're going to go on these diets, that we take care of the nutrition we need. Uh, the food and dietary supplements that we mentioned in this program are intended to contribute to the daily diet and overall health. And they're not intended to use in the prevention and treatment, mitigation or cure of any disease or health-related condition. Individuals who have or suspect they have an illness or who wish to commence a diet or exercise program should consult with an appropriate licensed healthcare practitioner for medical history evaluation, diagnosis, treatment, and health recommendations. Now, wait that. a minute. Stop. Yeah, because when you say appropriate, that means somebody who is educated in and practices nutrition along with their pharmaceuticals. Exactly. And that's what I say week after week. There's more and more doctors out there that are trying to give the right advice when it comes to this now. Uh, it, uh, not a week goes by that I don't have a conversation with a doctor in my long-term care practice that's asking about uh, better nutrition uh, for the patient. But, you know, if you're going to go on a diet program, you got to make sure you're consuming all 90 essential nutrients. And you need to get with uh, your longevity representative so they can help you pick out a program that fits within your budget. Also, is correct. if you're going to start exercising, you're going to be burning through the minerals even quicker. And I've got a free report uh, called Why So Many Young Athletes Die that goes into that. So if you're going to be starting an exercise program, you need to go to the website and get that report. That's at dddlvideo.com. That's dddl as in dead doctors don't lie. dddlvideo.com and get that report because that's going to tell you the importance of making sure you're increasing your mineral consumption if you're on any type of exercise program. And then Dr. Wallach's been mentioning all these books throughout the show. Uh, you can find his books and his CDs, his DVDs, uh, even some cassettes at drjwallach.com. I don't know if he's got any VHS tapes left, but it's drjwallach.com. And uh, you have your, re your uh, daily radio show. He has a radio show that's on twice a day, two different shows, Monday through Friday. And if you want to, to – uh, be able to ask Dr. White questions directly, that's probably the best way for most people to do it. So what's the phone numbers for those two shows and what are the times? Okay, they're toll free. And um, this is, I'm gonna give you Pacific time, okay? Pacific time. Um, the first one is Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Um, it's a noon to one Pacific time. And the number is 888-888-888. 379-2552. That's 888-888-379-2552. The second one is from one to two. Both of these are Monday through uh, Friday. And the second one, uh, telephone number is 877-912-7529. 877-912-7529. If you want to hear the archives of those programs, or at least the Dead Doctors Don't Lie program, you can go to radio. Dot, yeah. <laughs> radio dot give doc 90 dayscom and that's nine zero. So radio dot give doc 90 dayscom 
and you can catch the show archives there. Uh, I encourage you folks to get with the your longevity representative, whoever invited you to this program or to this recording, if you're listening in on, a, uh, on, on the recording, and find out what you need to do to get your 90 essential nutrients. And like Dr. Wallach and I say all the time, there's several different ways that you can do it, and we want to make sure it fits within your budget. So, you know, don't, don't worry about the cost. There are ways of getting this thing in where you can get your 90 essential nutrients. You know, maybe there's some extra things you need to have to, to get your health back into order. But the core 90 essential nutrients is what we're talking about in this program today. Mm -hmm. And I, I want everybody in America to be on the 90 essential nutrients. If, if we did nothing else but do that, our health would increase, improve drastically. It might take and a little bit longer. And if they get off the gluten. Yeah. They get, get off the gluten. gluten. Get on the good foods, off the bad foods. Uh, you can find the list of the good foods, bad foods at givedoc90days.com. You can also find that 1936 Senate report at that website, givedoc90days.com. And uh, just, if nothing else, get on the 90 essential nutrients. Get your body what it needs to thrive. And over time, it's going to repair itself. It might take longer because you're just giving the 90 essential nutrients. But if that's all you can afford, then that's what you need to do. If you've got some medical conditions and you can afford to uh, take the programs that help supplement, help support those conditions, then you'll see results faster. But bare minimum, you need to get on the 90 essential nutrients. Thanks, Caroline, for putting the website on the, on the uh, Facebook post there. I really appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Wallach, I'm going to let you go because I know it's a little bit past noon and you have to go. Okay. Thank you so much. being here every week. Appreciate you, sir, and all that you do. God bless you. If all pharmacists were like you, we could save a lot more people. Thank you so very much. There's a few of us out there. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Uh, Teresa, thank you very much for your testimonial there. 17-year-old uh, girl suffering all her life with many issues that the doctors couldn't help. Uh, you put her on the 90-plus program. Uh, got her on a clean diet, and in three months, she lost 30 pounds plus four sizes. Folks, that's what it's all about, making sure you get the essential nutrients that you need. Uh, you know, I prefer, for a weight program, I prefer the keto program. I prefer an intermittent fasting, which means you only eat during eight hours of the day. You fast the rest, and you spread the, the food out over, you know, three, four or five hours uh, each time during the day. That's what I recommend for weight loss. But the, the bottom line is whatever program you choose, if you want to have a better chance of having success, make sure you get all those 90 essential nutrients. Folks, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate every one of you for being on this program. Those free gifts, again, are at dddlvideo.com. That's dddl, as in dead doctors don't lie dddlvideo.com. You'll have the report on why so many young athletes die that I was telling you about. And there's also a, a, a MP4 video there that you can watch. It's basically a sequel to Doc, Dr. Wallach's uh, Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Uh, it's called Someone Should Go to Jail. So you can get that on that uh, website as well. And once again, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.
Thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Hour with Dr. Joel Wallach and pharmacist Keith Abel. If you found value in this episode, be sure to like and share. Also, to be notified when the next episode is posted, click on the subscribe button, then hit that little bell symbol. If you have any questions or comments for Pharmacist Keith or Dr. Wallach, you may send a private email to askpharmacistkeith at live.com or by visiting the Facebook page, Give Doc 90 Days to Better Health, Wellness, and Longevity. To hear more from Pharmacist Keith, subscribe to this Prosperity Rx podcast. Prosperity Rx is your prescription for prosperity. Prosperity is more than just creating wealth. Prosperity includes health and wellness, personal development and motivation, as well as financial peace and prosperity. Subscribe to Prosperity Rx on your favorite podcast platform. To hear more from Dr. Wallach, he has two nationally syndicated radio programs daily, Dead Doctors Don't Lie and Let's Play Doctor. Check your local radio listings for details. Also, check out the archives of his past shows at radio.givedoc90days.com. One last thing, if you'd like to join Dr. Wallach's crusade to share his message with others, contact Pharmacist Keith, and he'll teach you how to share the message and create some extra income at the same time. Contact Pharmacist Keith through his email address, keith at prosperityrx.com, or call or text at 502-212-2929. Remember, Keith is still a practicing pharmacist and can't always pick up the phone right away, so leave your name, number, and best time to call, and he'll return your call as soon as possible. Thanks again for tuning in.